0: This is Jeff Kober and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. This week, Disney announces a totally new business segment to their Disney signature experiences called Story Living by Disney. It is a set of planned communities with a Disney designed aesthetic and customer service experience. Bloggers and others are referring to it in the same way Epcot was initially conceived of by Walt himself, which it is not, nor does Disney draw that comparison. But it's also being compared to Celebration and Golden Oak, which does have some shared similarities. In truth, the relationship here is more like Arvida, a company Disney purchased in the 1980s, and whose organization eventually evolved into the Disney Development Company. Well, we'll walk through all of this and then explore what is Cotino, which is the first of these master plan communities being built in the Coachella Valley area near Palm Springs. We'll look at its amenities and features. Will you visit and perhaps live in uh, Cotino? Well, find out in this Disney at Play podcast. By the way, our notes for this session, as well as images and other links, can be found at disneyatplay.com. Please go over there and make sure you subscribe so you're notified when new podcasts are forthcoming. And We appreciate those who take the time to go to their podcast provider um, such as iTunes and provide a positive review or rating. it really helps us the uh, the littlest podcast that could to continue to provide um, coverage to you. Well let's uh, let's take a look at some things going on. you know we all, those of you who attend to this podcast. And by the way, I should also mention there were other announcements this week and we're going to get around to those, particularly as it relates to the metaverse and this whole thing of technology. I have not left it. I did my last podcast around what works in technology. You're going to want to listen to that at Disney. Um, It's kind of a fun podcast, but then we're going to get to the serious issues and whether or not Disney can handle the metaverse. All of that relates back to other podcasts we've done previous, so make sure you've caught up on our podcast because there's a lot to catch up. One of them is a podcast that asks the question, are you Disney's customer? And that plays out in a big way because their Disney Signature Experience is clearly playing out to a very high-end or high-earning customer. And you may or may not be part of that category. But let's go back to Epcot. You'll recall that Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, came from Walt Disney as a way to address the challenges in transportation, congestion, pollution, blight, and other problems that were facing cities in America at that time. There are a number of uh, stories, apocryphal perhaps in some, instances of of how Walt got got fixed on the idea of focusing on on improving cities. We do know that Robert Moses, who really pulled the way for Walt to come to New York to do the World's Fair, Robert Moses was New York City's big city planner. For for better or worse, he was the heart of city planning. If you've seen West Side Story, the new film, you'll see how the Lincoln Center comes in to uh, take out what was the older section of town, forcing people out. That was part of Robert Moses. He was the man in charge of the um, New York World's Fair and warily really wanted Walt. To be a part of it, of course, that gave Walt even more access and opportunity to talk to other corporations, learn about their technologies, see their solutions, and how they might improve. And also, one of the my favorite stories is that one time he was, uh, he and Lily were uh, babysitting the grandkids while, uh, um, Ron and Diana were out of uh, out of town, and he was woken up early in the morning by a garbage truck coming through to pick up the garbage, and again, one of those moments where he says, there's got to be a better way of doing this. And so he really looked at Epcot as being a place to showcase those solutions. And when he got up to do that last film that he did, that's what he paraded was an entire uh, entire community. In fact, actually at a time or two, he called it a city, experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Um, but he, what he was not doing was referring to a residential or just a resort community. Now, some people who have gotten on board to the announcement of this whole Disney signature experience dates it back to Walt and Epcot and say, well, you know, Walt Disney really wanted to build a better town and that type of thing. And this is what, in the spirit of that, that's not really what Walt wanted to do. Walt wanted to address entire issues around transportation Communications, municipal services, and even governance. Um, and then Walt, uh, or Walt, had envisioned an EPCOT, which had residential areas. You know, remember, you see this model as you go through the People Mover in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. You see this this model, which has residential areas, but also schools, churches, shopping, parks, downtown offices, high rises, and other aspects that aren't even remotely connected to a project like this. This is simply a residential and or resort community. The first of these to be built is Cotino, and it has really little or nothing to do with Epcot. It's not experimental, nor does it represent a futuristic approach how a community faces many urban challenges. In fact, if anything, it allows you to hide from the problems that are facing uh, many communities. It's a a master-planned community like Epcot, but it is not Epcot. And even Disney has not been drawing that parallel. In fact, Disney didn't even draw that parallel or learn very quickly not to draw that parallel when it built Celebration. But before Celebration, one of the things that is very similar to what we're doing here is a a corporation called Arvida. Arvida ca- uh, came from a time when Disney was under siege, when there were wolves to fend off on Wall Street, and they were trying to take up at least 10% of the company's shares so that they could kind of uh, control who was on the board, and thus be able to control the company and thus sell the company off in little pieces to make more money than what the collective of the company was holding and so in order to fend off those wolves Walt Disney Productions at that time purchased a real estate entity called Arvida so as to minimize the percentage of stock shares that those wolves were holding Arvida maybe Arvida Um, I'll get to that, Um, was founded in 1958 by industrialist Arthur Vining Davis, who used the first two letters of his names to create the company name Arvita. Arthur Vining Davis. That's why I'm tempted to say Arvita because Vida is Spanish and means life. But in truth, it's not a Spanish word. It's just just a, a breakdown of the individual who founded it. Over the years, uh, Arvida developed more than 60 communities with more than f- uh, 40,000 homes, 30 golf courses and places um, like Florida, Georgia, Texas, California, North Carolina. A lot of building. When, when you go down to Boca Raton, um, a lot of development came from the work of Arvida. Now, in time, when it was brought in, they were like, okay, what do we do with it now? In time, it became known as DDC or the Disney Development Company. The Disney Development Company is a Disney subsidiary. It was formed in September of 84 and was responsible for master planning, development, and asset management of the company's non-theme-park real estate assets. For instance, lots of hotels, company office buildings, and eventually the town of Celebration. It eventually merged with Walt Disney Imagineering in May of 1996, which was just before I came on board the organization, uh, the Walt Disney Company. And I will tell you that I don't remember anybody being really happy with that merger. I think Imagineering got the short end of that deal and it was always fictitious from day one, as I recall. Um, And yet, You know, they needed people who knew this kind of thing, but they didn't have the imagination of Walt Disney Imagineering. So let's talk about Celebration. I was here working in the 90s when Celebration came out of the ground. I actually was running, operating a water park across from the main entrance. I literally watched it come out of the ground as it was built. And I was with Disney about the time they started... To sell homes, the home, the demand for homes at that time was so was so big that they actually ran a lottery. I was working in a division of the company where a fellow employee, a fairly young married man, um, entered the lottery, and he was like number seven to be picked. Um, purchased one of the first homes as you drove in. Uh, he didn't make the kind of money you could afford to build a home the home I purchased the home the same year that the homes came out I would have loved to have had a home in celebration in fact I remember looking at uh, images of of what was the original Epcot and what that would look like back in the day um, when it was first uh, premiered in the uh, the art of Walt Disney and I always thought about living there but but Honestly, I got there and I was like, This is twice as much money than I'm really able to spend. He was able to afford it because his in laws had kind of anteed up to help support him, and, and that was fine. But it was a very expensive set of homes now, they've gone up in value ever since. Wish I my homes uh, I've moved since and to another home to a larger home, but you know, I wish my home had gone up in the same kind of value. It did, it increased in value. Um, People loved the concept of how Celebration looked. It did not look like the Epcot idea of either mid-century or futuristic. It was the concept of a pre-World War II look and a field with big porches and nearby parks and lots of shade trees and kids on bicycles kind of going through and so forth. The community uh, today, I've known dozens of people who have lived there and have been in their homes and have spent a lot of time in celebration. Uh, The community puts on big celebrations, a 4th of July parade and and lots of decorations at Christmas and Halloween. Oh my goodness, trick-or-treating is at a whole different level. In Celebration. The nearby hospital rad, uh, ran by Advent Health is world class. Um, I have actually taken groups there through tours because um, the facilities are so impressive. Um, there's a lot that people like. People moved to Celebration largely because they were Disney fans and moving into the area, they loved the look and feel, they loved the close proximity to the parks on the downside um people didn't like that the community was not gated that was kind of a decision disney had made up front that it would not be a gated community um the community was poorly constructed in many ways the the the, uh, i had colleagues who were kind of in the know of those kinds of things and boy it was evidence when some of those first hurricanes came there were homes that suffered a lot of damage and people were put out because they just really had not used good quality materials to build those homes. Of course, the community highly regulates what you can and can't do to the property, You know, from how many shrubs you can have out front to how often you must replace your roof and all of those kinds of things. The community struggled with, they decided early on um, the, to go with the public school system, The the community balked at that in in large measure, and that was a real downside to a lot of people um, who lived there. Um, Technology-wise, it was not huge, although initially they were providing internet service that in a kind of a internet um, uh, package plan that uh, back then in the early nineties, that was a big thing to have internet and it wasn't something that was in everybody's home and so forth. So that was a big thing that they offered, but then the internet kind of changed and, you know, and and uh, it's kind of varied over the years and so forth. Um, again, the values of homes have continually risen over the years. Um, and while Disney still owns the property, It did eventually distance itself from running it or even having really any association with it or really talking about it being part of their Walt Disney World portfolio. Ultimately, many people came to Celebration looking for this ideal experience. Honestly, I found that many left a few years later. It wasn't living up to their high expectations. Of what they wanted. and uh, But it continues on today and many people are very happy with uh, their lifestyle in celebration. Disney went on to create another residential area called Golden Oak. Golden Oak is named after um, a studio ranch that Disney bought way back in late 50s early 60s. And it was called Golden Oak. It was called Golden Oak because uh, this uh, guy was looking for gold and fell asleep and woke up and found, uh, found a nugget or something of that nature um, right where he had been falling asleep, something of that l- legend. At any rate, uh, they named it similarly uh, this area. So it has its roots from a California studio uh, ranch that uh, the, the company owns out in California. But this is actually um, a gated community that sits right in the, well, I wanna say in the heart of Walt Disney World. more like on the shoulder, maybe the left shoulder maybe. Unlike Celebration, this is a gated community. If you don't have purpose to go in, you ain't going in. Um, homes are, for all intents purposes, much closer than they are if you were to live in Celebration. About as close as you can be to any of the Disney parks over. Are there some homes real close to Animal Kingdom? Some just north of Magic Kingdom. This one is perhaps the closest between all of them. Uh, in truth, um, while it is a high-end area with multi-million-dollar homes, it's really a community sandwiched between a campground, i.e., Fort Wilderness, and Disney's warehouse district where they store all your merchandise and food and beverage and everything like that. It's not a real idyllic place. There's not a school nearby. It's really not targeted toward primary homeowners, but rather high income owners looking kind of for a second home investment. And as I've been through the number of times I've been through, you kind of wonder how many people are really staying there at any given time. The homes are beautiful and it's a It's a beautiful neighborhood but you don't really see people casually walking through or so forth not that you see it you see it more in celebration but but definitely not here the centerpiece of it is a four seasons resort um which is one way if you want to come see that subdivision is to is to get a reservation for dinner or something of four seasons my opinion of the four seasons which Overarchingly is a very, very strong upper end brand. I have no problem with Four Seasons. This one seems to model a living mausoleum. It is just you walk through it in this minimalistic marble and it's just, it it doesn't do anything for me. But Disney did build this Golden Oak and it has done very well in terms of sales. Like Celebration, there were people who had the income. That income level Disney wants to take advantage of. And it is in those income levels that this new experience is being offered called Disney, uh, Disney uh, Story Living by Disney. The first of these to be built is Cotino. Not Covina, not West Covina, but Cotino. And I gotta tell you, that's a, not a name to remember, but it is called Cotino. Um, they are exploring, and has said they are exploring, a number of locations, but they've only announced one location so far. Now, the developer that they have saddled up with has done similar kinds of things in Scottsdale, Arizona, and out in Hawaii. Um, This is clearly marketed, and it is a 55-plus Um, or over community. That means children are not really invited to live there. So if you think it's a family place, hmm, not so sure. This is clearly marketed toward aging Disney fan, baby boomers who want to get away from the hustle and bustle of Los Angeles. But maybe, hey, it's only an hour and a half to Disneyland. We could go there on Saturday or Sunday. So I think that's what they're, they're targeting toward. It's out in, and by the way, you get out to Palm Springs, that is an aging baby boomer territory, so that uh, our retirement uh, com- it's all retirement community, not all, but but so predominantly retirement community. So that's not a surprising thing for this particular property. It's expected to host a hotel on it so that you can come visit if you're not living there. Um, it offers what I like about it, it offers a very cool mid 20th century architectural aesthetic, um, which I really like. It's that California mid 20th century look and feel. Also founded in Arizona growing up. I love that. Um, I struggled to, to think, because Disney has introduced this idea. Well, let me come back to this. Let me come back to this. Let me just say the centerpiece of this community when you look at the image is a lake-size pool. And they call it a Crystal Lagoons pool, which is actually a brand of lake-size pools. So think of something the size of a large, large lake, um, acres large, only it's really a pool, not a lake. Um, Actually, it is a brand name. Several are planned for Florida, including one that's supposed to be built about seven or eight miles away from Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I love these. I say, as somebody who is a swimmer, I love the idea of not just going 25 yards and doing a flip turn and coming back, but the idea that I could just swim across this large lake-sized pool and not worry so much about the alligators with all due respect to you, Lucky, and um, and uh, Lucky's Lake, but um, which is where we swim. A lot of us swim is um, Lucky's Lake, but this is without gators, and it's a big, big, big pool. And it's something that honestly attracts me enormously because of that. Moreover, with the purchase of a day pass, the public could relax and rejuvenate in this beautiful oasis, end of quote. Which means they're going to allow people to come in daily and enjoy the amenities as well as probably those staying at the hotel. So they're gonna have a resort type experience. You pay some amount of money. Let's just say it's somewhere between 75 to $100 is my imagination by the time it gets built. And um, and you get to enjoy the amenities of this place, which is gonna have some shopping and dining uh, elements to it. And, and and again, some kind of community aspect. Now. One of the things they said for those living there is that voluntary, this is, I'm quoting them, voluntary club membership, which means you don't have to own this or also means this is not guaranteed because you bought an expensive home here. Voluntary club membership, offering access to a waterfront clubhouse, a club only beach area, and recreational water activities as well as Disney entertainment and activities throughout the year at an additional fee. Well, that suggests that the opportunity to enjoy the amenities here are going to be expensive even after you have paid for an expensive home. And I I liken this. It reminds me of Disney Institute programs. When Disney Institute originally started, the idea was, hey, you know, you would do some gardening or cooking class or something of that nature. And people were paying uh 35 75 whatever the amount of dollars per class to do this thing and and it fell short because hey I could go take this class back home at my public library and and not have to pay nearly that much money I'm here to see Walt Disney World you know so it fell apart I just wonder how many people are willing to pay those additional fees to have those kinds of activities They refer to the Disney touch. The Disney touch really suggests that the development company that builds this can use managed by Disney cast members who will deliver world-class service and of course, fun, end of quote. So you understand this is a home builder or well, a community builder and they're going to build this and they're going to use the Disney name and Disney's going to play a role in making sure that the design aesthetic uh, um, aligns with their thinking and yeah, you can have Disney cast members. I just wonder though, how long, again, going back to the celebration, how long Disney is going to stay connected with this community. It seems to me that this home builder has put up all the money up front and Disney just has to add its name and then gets some commission off the back end of it. Um, so that's, that's kind of, kind of one of my concerns about, about this. Is it, well, Disney has tried on several occasions to go and do something outside of the Disney resorts. Um, Disney quest was one of those. And, um, and, uh, they tried a, And Disney Store is another one of those. Um, DVC is another one of those. And some have had some success, most have had challenges. I like the idea that they're allowing people to come and enjoy the amenities outside of the community because honestly, I think that adds a, a dynamic and makes it feel like people are there. I have been in these large resort properties and seen nobody there. And uh, it, it, it just, when it's dead, it doesn't work as, as a place to be, so to speak. So I really like this. And I really like the idea that Disney's trying other things. Going back to what we said earlier, this is part of the Disney Signature Experience. What that means is when we say Disney Signature Experience is they're owning in on that high-end market which is willing, probably making easily 400, half a million dollars a year, at least in combined income, and can afford these kinds of lifestyles. Um, Disney Cruise Line is a little bit of that. Adventures by Disney is a big kind of that. Um, and, And Disney's looking to bring more of those kinds of adventures. This is one of them. And honestly, I don't blame Disney for trying it out. I think it's a good idea. The facility looks great. I am sure that the builder is pretty decent, that Disney's tried to team up with a good builder. Um, I'll swim in a Crystal Lagoon anytime. That sounds really cool. Not sure I want to pay $100 for it, but whatever that amount is, I'd like to try it at least. Um, Living there, not sure that I want to live in a place where where you know it's all over 55. first of all i have children who are with me and they are not over 55 and they because of the their lives they're not going to be able to to live independently on their own so i i probably fall out of that category i know other retirement communities like that that will not allow individuals um like that to live in those facilities, which is really kind of funny because when you think of Disney, you think of a family kind of operation, and yet this is not going to be that. It's going to be retired people. Do I think it's going to be popular? Do I think it's going to be sold out? Absolutely. I have no doubt that this is going to be a hit, at least initially. And who knows? Maybe Disney will go on to do other locations as well. I have no problem because with Disney... You got to try. You miss a. You miss a, uh, You miss a hundred percent of all the hits you never, uh, shots you never take. Um, Wayne um, Gretzky, and and Disney needs to take hits like this. And I appreciate coming out of COVID and all the craziness. They probably have been thinking about this for several years. I appreciate them doing new things like this. Metaverse, I think, is a new thing that they need to be involved with. Will it work? I think they need to pay attention to some of the lessons from Golden Oak, which is better a mausoleum, and Celebration, which um, had a lot of hype but, but failed to live up to a lot of things. I think it has to look at all those issues for it to be successful. But storybook, story living by Disney... That may be something that we see in communities all across the United States in in time. Well, that ends this Disney at Play podcast. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you for being a part. As always, please um, check out our Wayfinder Society where you can learn more about Disney. As little as a dollar a month, you can have access to some really great interactive tools where you enjoy the Disney experience. And as always, remember that uh, this podcast, uh, we just want you to uh, check us out. So subscribe to your local podcast um, group, check out and... A subscribe to disney at play.com so you can be alerted to those podcasts and hopefully we'll see you soon we've got a lot to talk about with the metaverse and technology and all those other things and oh there's so many things going on in the parks as well uh, so join us we will uh, look forward to our upcoming podcasts as we bring them to you and finally we say to you in the words the sinbad storybook voyage always follow The compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.